This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback. And I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hello, Queeros. Cami here. I am back in Vancouver shooting something and doing this intro on my phone. 2022, right? It's just wild. Anyway, today on the show, Amanda Grace Jenkins, who you may have seen on The 12 Dates of Christmas on HBO Max. I loved that show. I started watching it when I was visiting a pal who lives up here in Vancouver, and um, I just couldn't get enough. So I was really happy to get Amanda Grace on the podcast, and please enjoy. Hey, also, we have had some new Patreon patrons come on board. Every time I make this announcement, like people join. People go to patreon.com slash heyqueeros and they support the show. So I know this is annoying, but it also works. And I appreciate it so much. You know, it helps make the show possible. There is overhead to make this show. And I like do not make the giant bucks on it, but I do it because I love it. And I love all of you. Like, seriously, it's such a wonderful community. So thank you for your continued support, for always listening. And for anybody that's able to make a donation by being a Patreon patron, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate all of you. Enjoy. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still Hi. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, I always have guests introduce themselves. Would you Would you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, my name is Amanda Grace, and um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what else to say. No, that's great. You that's it. it. Simple. <laughs> hey, I, I'm Cameron. It's nice to meet you. Um, yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. You've had a busy couple months, I'm assuming. Uh how 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 are things going in your life? Um, yeah, it's been busy and interesting and different. Um, but all good things though. Um, I feel like things have kind of like slowed down a little bit now that it's getting into New Year, but also uh picked up with other things because like right at the beginning in the new year in film and TV, it just things start picking up. Um so um, I've had some auditions recently and just been kind of focusing on that. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at right now, but it was definitely a busy last couple months for sure during the holiday season. Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't know like what, you, so I, I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to, I asked to like have you on the show, um, because I watched, uh, 12 dates of Christmas with like one of my, I was, uh, visiting one of my awesome queer friends and she was like this is what we need to be watching we watched it with her mom it was very very <laughs> very fun um and but i really appreciate i really appreciated that recommendation and then i came home and i like finished it um but i really appreciated it because you know i got to say like i i'm not sure that i am the most up to date on like what's happening in terms of like dating reality tv shows like i don't know that that's I don't know that I've seen everything, but I certainly had not seen something where like 
queerness was actually the because there there are three people that are trying to date folks on this show and two of the three are queer folks and so the contestants that are coming on to be dated two-thirds of those folks are then trying to date queer folks so in terms of the numbers it's this interesting thing where like there is straight participation like there are, there are yeah. like, straight people <laughs> on the show um, but they're not the majority. And I mean, you know, it's reality TV. I, you know, we can talk or not talk about like what that really feels like to to shoot that. But just watching it, like just watching a world where straight people are there, you know, so it's not like drag race where it's just like so queer, but where straight people are there, um, but not like the bosses of the thing, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. not, <laughs> you know, not the majority in the room. It like affected me a lot, you know, especially for the type of show that it is, which I think, you know, is like, I don't know that I would automatically assume to, that I would be like moved by, a, you know, a, a sweet dating show. But I was like genuinely moved watching um, like a queer majority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, I guess just my initial thing is, like, you, you know, you're, you have a big smile on your face, but what's what does it feel to, like to hear that? Or, like, is that something that you thought of or experienced going through the process? Absolutely. That I'm, I'm smiling because that was something that was a big motivation for me and made me excited to do it was the queer representation. And then, like you said, the straights were there and participating, but we, it was like, we, the gays were outnumbering the straights and, um, it just felt so different, but good to be in a space like that, where there was so many of us, um, in this kind of dating structure where we haven't really seen that. And so, um, that, that makes me happy and excited to hear just from a viewer's, um, perspective, um, just what, what that felt like for you. So, yeah, I mean, it felt awesome. So, so you hadn't seen this either, like going on the show, you hadn't really seen that kind of distribution of folks on a show like that. Like I'm not missing something massively. I mean, I might be too, because <laughs> I both of us might be missing I, something. <laughs> I haven't watched, I really actually haven't watched a lot of reality TV in the past. Um, I've watched maybe like a couple episodes here and there when like a friend has had it on and I've been at their house or something like that, but it's not my go-to for TV watching. Um, so I just kind of had just a very limited um, perspective on what the structure was and what this was all about. So, um, so yeah, I really hadn't seen much and I couldn't think when I was deciding if I wanted to do this or not, I was trying to think, I was like, are there other are there other reality shows that um that have this kind of representation? Like I can't really think of any. Like I've seen some here and there, but not to, not at this spectrum, not this many all in one shows. So um Yeah. 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 So I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> it I was really affecting. I cannot remember. I mean, this is I don't even know, two weeks since I saw this. So this is like how I'm doing in terms of brain, but I can't remember the name of the there's like a straight dude who is one of the folks that is being matched. I can't remember this person's Danny. name. Danny. But it's, again, it's like, <laughs> like this shouldn't be 
wild, but it was wild watching because, you know, the way that any dating show, you know, there's like a moment where you're just talking to the person who's the person that everybody's trying to match with. Right. But because there are three of you, you were like positioned sometimes talking to each other and to see like a straight dude. And he seems like a, you know, like he just comes across on the show as like a pretty like straight dude, straight dude. Like, I don't know the guy, but he just like looks like a straight dude. He just sounds like a straight dude. And to have him like emotionally speaking with queer folks and to have everybody talking about dating the same way. Like I just was, it was wild to me. Like how, how had I not seen that? But it really was, you know, like the idea that there could be like a straight guy in a group of queer friends, which is obviously it's forced, it's for the show, but like, that's what it looks like. And we don't really see that. Yeah. I, I loved that. Like, I feel like in a, in a real life situation, the three of us and, and then everybody that came onto the show would not have just naturally met each other and connected <laughs> and become friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not, this is not going to all be boys. Just walking down the yeah. street. Yeah. So to see um, how, when we are put in this situation, how we were able to um, find common ground with each other and build these um, these friendships with each other and uh, that just may not have happened otherwise. And I, th- I thought that was really cool. And um, you just, it kind of, opens you up in a way to to other people that you just wouldn't naturally click with. I mean, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't, but um, yeah, I just, I thought that was really cool. And we did, we did have a lot of uh, friendships develop on the show. So um, it's cool to see what happens when people, a bunch of strangers are put in a place and see what. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> what the, it's, the, it's the opening to the real world is what we're about to see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Anyway, but um, okay, well, let's like zoom out from that for a second and just talk about you for a minute. So I actually don't know what your vibe is outside of this show. Like, I don't know how you were approached for this. I don't know what that was like for you. And I don't really know what your life is like outside of this context. So maybe we could start and talk about some of that. Yeah. um, Like, where do you live? Where do I start? Uh, (laughs) So I am currently in New Mexico. And, um, <laughs> awesome. New Mexico's it's, awesome. it's, it sounds super random, but, um, I was living in LA for the last like five years. And then when the pandemic hit, I just, I was going through, it was not a good time for me. And I just needed a break from LA. And, um, so I went and I left and I stayed with some friends and family. And then I ended up, um, over here. And the main reason was really, I just needed to be somewhere um, to focus on my um, my mental and my physical health. That was like ultimately the most important. And then there was the other incentives. I have a couple good friends here, and then um, there's film industry here. So I do um, acting. That's uh, my main thing um, that I'm pursuing. And um, there's an industry here. It's smaller than LA, um, but there's stuff going on here. So I was like, well, okay, I could um, go there for a little bit and um, also still work as well. Uh, so it is definitely a temporary kind of spot and I will probably end up back in LA, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll end up in New York. Like I'm actually in a place in my life where I'm very open where I end up next. Hmm. Um, and 
I kind of like that. Like I'm, I've thought about Atlanta. Um, so that's what's going on in my life. And uh, when I was approached for the show, um, I was still kind of in this limbo place. I was, I had been staying with friends and family. I was trying to get my physical health back together and everything because I had COVID and I had long-term effects from COVID. Oh, wow. I had it right in the beginning and I had long-term effects from COVID. Um, still, still trying to get back to normal. Actually, my breathing has never been the same. Um, is that where it mostly, before. it's mostly in your lungs? In my lungs. Yeah. But I had asthma already. So I mm-hmm. think that's why. Um, so I was just kind of in this space where I'd been like literally just focusing on getting my physical health back together. And, um, I was like doing better. And I was like, that was actually one of the things that made me hesitant to go do something like this. Cause I was like, this could be like, I've like, I've just been kind of staying in trying to get healthy. And this could be something that was like wild and could like, I don't know, like I was like, so, and I mean, we were still in the pandemic. So I mean, we still are, <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> I was like, do I want to I don't know. This feels like a lot. Like I wasn't sure if I could do that. Um, and so I ended up deciding to do it and, um, and then ended up going and being in Tahoe for a couple months. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. Where was that? <laughs> Coming off of that experience. I mean, I would imagine that it's probably pretty scary sometimes just to be around other people in this kind of proximity. I don't, I don't know if that was your experience. I'll say I have been working like right now I'm working on a show that shoots in Vancouver. And so there's like the travel, there's just a lot to think about, right? Like there's the travel to, cause I live um, outside of LA. So there's a travel to think about. And that has actually felt sort of okay because I, Either I'm very careful or I'm convincing myself that I'm very careful. I <laughs> like whatever, whatever those is, whatever those, whichever the, one of those things is true. Um, and then going up there, you know, I'm mostly I'm outside or I'm in like the place that I'm staying. Um, and then being on set, you know, everybody's masked, everybody's ta- tested constantly. But then there's that moment where you're like taking your mask off because they're going to shoot something. And mm-hmm. I have found it like um, to be both like comfortable because it's what I was, what I've been used to for the majority of my life is not wearing a mask, but then also like a bit of a mind fuck because the idea that it's just like fine and safe or that, we, that I have to tell myself that it's fine and safe is, um, it's like intense to adjust to. Yeah. I feel that. So I'm curious about what that would have been like for you, given that you had COVID and had some long-term effects. Honestly. Yeah. It, it's been a challenge for me because I'm someone that struggles with anxiety naturally. And <laughs> sure. so yes. I, yes. I like, yes. I definitely yes, have, mo- you too. Okay. <laughs> so yes, I definitely yeah. was having moments where. So a laugh of recognition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel all of that. Yeah. Very much me as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely I would definitely get nervous and still do sometimes. Like I, I'm definitely one to still wear my mask often. Um, I don't go into any place and I, I still am trying to keep, like, I have not really been around that many large gatherings and, and those types of things because I just, I'm still nervous. I get worried about, and, and especially because I already, I already went through it 
and I experienced what it was like and then the long-term effects. And then I'm just like, I don't want it again. And so um, I'm very careful about who I'm, how many people I'm spending time with, um, how many people I'm around and being safe and everything. So it's something I'm continually mindful of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org slash newsletter so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Okay, well, this is a really specific question. And okay. it's, about the, it's about the show. Um, <laughs> so something that I noticed watching the show um, is that, so, it's, you know, it sort of works like a lot of reality shows where, like, different suitors are introduced into the room that you're in and they, like, see you or they see the other folks that, depending on who they're there to date. Um, and it sort of cuts to that person as a talking head, giving some sort of reaction to what it's like to see you. And um, more than the other people, um, or maybe I just noticed it more, a lot of times what the... Well, actually, I should ask this. Have you seen the show? Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I did watch okay. it. Uh, yes, yeah, I watched it. Because <laughs> otherwise you might not have... Otherwise you might not... You may or may not have known about this because I don't know how much was actually in front of you. But more so than the other the other folks, when folks would see you, the people that were supposed to date you um, would often comment on your looks. Like I just that was like something that came up a lot. People were talking about how you were beautiful. Um, and. I am cur- I was curious watching the show how that would feel to like have people talk about you like that. How how did that feel watching the show? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely flattering. And it always is when anyone comments on on my looks. Um, but that also, uh, it, like if we're getting real vulnerable here, um, that is something that kind of like hits a certain core for me just even asking about that because um and I did express this at one point in time in the show when we were all kind of sitting around the table talking and uh they didn't show this there's there's so much that wasn't shown um with the final edits and everything but um I I expressed how important it is for me um to know that someone likes me for who I am and my personality and and yes, of course, like looks are important as well, but I've, I've experienced often where I've, I've been pursued for that. And I feel like there wasn't, I feel like that's all someone was going for. And, um, 
just more on the surface level. And again, it's, it's flattering. Like, um, I'm very grateful, um, for that, but it's like, I want to know that there's something deeper there that someone really likes my personality. Someone really likes who I am and, um, and they enjoy being around with me. We can have a good time together. There's just, so, so that's one of those things that, um, is behind why I am, I kind of take a little bit more time to, um, get to know people when I'm dating them, because I want to know that they are really, truly into me and not just like the idea of being with me. Um, so, so yeah, there's, I guess the answer to the question, there's mixed emotions with it. It's like, I'm very flattered. Um, I, I like to hear it. Who doesn't like to hear that? But, um, it's like, I, there's other things I want to, I want to know. So. I really appreciate you answering that. And, um, I think I got some of that from what I saw even on the show. <laughs> and so that's kind of why I was asking about it. And, you know, I think sometimes that's something we don't talk about, you know, but like I can certainly relate to like getting a lot of feedback in a certain area. Um, and then that being nice, but like feeling um, also heavy, you know, like, like I'm a stand up comic for as my primary occupation and um i think i am funny also people have told me i'm funny my entire (laughs) life um and there is also a limit to like how often that feels good to hear you know like i would also like for people to know other things about me um and also it's like a it's a humor is a defense mechanism so if somebody like thinks i'm funny all the time it kind of means like oh no, they actually don't know me because it means like that I never have not been funny around them. So there's like a, <laughs> another side of it where it's like, oh shit, you know? Um, and, you know, beauty is a really different thing. Like that's a, obviously there's so much in culture around that. Um, but I just, it was something that I thought about a lot and actually like felt some compassion for you around because I felt like, well, that feels like it would be like very heavy to get that um, feedback that much. And, you know, again, like you're saying, it's an edit, like, Maybe that's not constantly how you were being approached, but it like stuck out to me. And I felt like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, I was hoping for just as a human to another human. I was like, yeah, I was I was feeling for you on that, which is, I guess, maybe a a different response than sometimes how we talk about that in culture. But it's certainly how I felt um, watching the show and in dating. I think what you just said is like, you know, something that so many people um, struggle with. And like, especially queer folk, like, I just think that this general idea of like, I hope you know and like me or what's going to happen when you do find out who I actually am. Like, I think that those are like, yeah. the, I think the two two of the biggest fears that like everybody has in, in dating. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, regardless, I think that is definitely a fear that everybody has, like, because we always present we're always present our best self totally. in the beginning. <laughs> and the then part you where we trap everybody. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the third strap. And then you start yeah, seeing yeah. Uh, everything else. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I do my best these days to, um, I mean, sometimes it's still hard because I'm, I'm naturally shy. So sometimes it takes for a little while for 
the true me to come out, but I really try to show who I am, like the good, the bad, the ugly up front, like as much as I can, because I'm just like, like not, not in a way of like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Like I'm always focusing on growth and um, bettering myself, but I just, it's important for me to come through authentic because to be honest, I can admit that in my past, I, I did try to be what someone wanted. Like I did try to, and I don't, I don't even think it was, it was a conscious thing. Like, Oh, I'm going to try to be this because I know that they want this. I just was doing it. Like Mm -hmm. I meet someone I like, I, I, I can read what they're looking for, what they want. And I'm like, let me be that. And that's not being authentic to you. (laughs) And, um, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's now I try and it's still honestly a struggle for me. It's so easy for me when I really like someone to want to try to be what they want. And I'm like, no, stay. Even if it means they're not going to like you anymore, be exactly who you are. And even like we were talking about the, the whole, um, looks thing. And I, and I feel like very much in the queer community, like, um, looks, looks are talked about a lot because you have a lot of like, okay, masculine centered, um, masculine presenting feminine, femme presenting, like you have all these different terms and then what people, um, what their types are. And I've struggled with that a lot in terms of like how, like constantly fighting how I want to present myself truly to who I am and also presenting myself to attract. Oh, this is so interesting. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Tell me more. Um, so the first thing, right, is that that scale is like totally made up, right? That's the first thing. But also it does like, you know, it certainly gets into my mind. And then I also think there's like, you know, it's it's complicated because it's like it's both um, restrictive. You know, it's both like I- imprisoning my mind about how I can present. But then it's also helpful because like, you know, we're not we're social creatures. So Yes, I'm inventing myself, but I do look to other people and types of people to like see what clothes are cute, right? Like I'm impacted by by fashion or like um trends or you know, it so it's all there's like the authentic self and then there's the cultural creation and I don't know that we can like suss out which is which thing because we live in culture. And I'm I'm curious for you like when you say that there's how you would want to present and how you think that you're wanting to be received what's the can you be more specific about what those two things are for you like how do you how do you want to present how do you think people want to receive you so this is something I I feel like I actually haven't really talked about openly too much yet like I have with just kind of like close friends maybe a little bit like I've kind of touched on surface levels of it on social media but um I'm I feel like I'm still kind of like coming into my own, even in my thirties and kind of finding who I am truly, how I want to present myself. And, um, I feel like I've always, since I've been a kid up until now been very masculine centered and I've fought that my whole life. And, um, now I'm trying to like, let that go. And one of the reasons why, and this is only one, this is, there's, there's multiple reasons here, but this is only one, this is one reason why 
I feel like it's taking me so long to really allow myself to kind of fall more into that masculine presenting is because I'm attracted to masculine presenting women as well as feminine presenting women. And I'm like, I've been afraid that the masculine presenting women will not be attracted to me anymore. If I'm, and, and that now goes into just how in, in the community there's, I mean, everybody has their preferences and everything too, but also there's still so much like heteronormative things happening with, how do I want to say this? And I, cause I've, I have experienced this where some of the masculine presenting women I dated were not attracted to me as much if I was not dressed more feminine. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I feel like I really fought like, oh, I can't look too much like a boy because then it's not going to attract these people. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. but it'll attract this. And I'm very attracted to feminine women as well. It's like, I, I like both. And then I'm also, sometimes I do dress feminine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes I dress masculine. So I'm very much in between, but I have put, I feel like I've put way too much mental space and energy into trying to be what other people are attracted to. And so now I'm coming more into a place in my life where I'm just like, I don't care. I'm just going to be me and the right person is going to be attracted to all of that. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, totally. I mean, and also, I don't, did you, how did you feel about how you were styled on the show? Did you feel like that that looked like how you feel? L- looking back, I, my thought was like, wow, I look so girly. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I look so feminine and I yeah. I felt like I was really, and they, they actually really did like work with me. And, mm-hmm. um, and this was all, there was a lot of conversation about around, um, my looks and it, it was important for them to allow me the space to present myself authentically. And um, it was important for me too, but I've noticed in terms of, um, and this goes into the acting world as well, when it comes to presenting on um, film and TV, um, like anytime I go onto a set, like people see me and they just want to like glam me up. They want to make me girly or make me look more feminine. And I feel like I'm like fighting it right now. I'm like, don't put me in a dress. Don't put this much makeup on me. Like, and I'm starting to feel more and more uncomfortable with it. And I've been trying to kind of like figure out why, um, like, why am I this uncomfortable? Maybe because I'm really just starting to let myself be more me. And Mm -hmm. so now when I'm in these spaces where before I just would let it happen and be like, okay, this is what they want to see. This is because I like outside of the dating world, like also in the professional world, I've constantly Mm -hmm. been trying to be what people want to see as well. And I'm like this and kind of fit into this certain image. So I feel like I'm really doing a lot of work right now to kind of let go of that pressure and just truly be me, even if that means to certain groups of people like that's not it for them, (laughs) then, okay. I'm just, I don't have the energy anymore to try to like look, to try to fit into other people's ideas of what they, they want me to look like. I so hear you. You know, I, 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 um, the, you know, the television and film industry, like the wedding industry, like there's a bunch of things where the easiest thing for folks to do, if, if they do a lot of styling or they do a lot of events or they the easiest things for folks to do 
And then also when we see people walking down the street is to just like pop somebody into a category, right? Like the easiest thing for a makeup artist to do is to do the makeup that they did on other people that like had your eye shape through infinity. Like that's just the easiest thing. Um, And I know for me, something that has been challenging is like, it is, it's like a a lot, it's um, extra labor and annoying to be the person who shows up in any of those situations and is like, actually, um, like, I don't wear that or like, I don't wear my hair like that even. And it's like, sometimes it's very small. Like I wear my hair up, (laughs) like now that it's like short, you know, I've had, I've had other haircuts, but now that my hair is short, I wear my hair like up, um, which is a little bit masculine to me. It's like a bit of a masculine flair on it. Um, and sometimes if I show up in a situation where somebody else is doing my hair, they want to put it down, um, which looks, first of all, makes me feel like I'm like, <laughs> um, like a very different kind of, uh, person. Like, I, I feel like it, like it likes, then suddenly I have like a highlighted Bob or something. It just like, it like looks so insane to me. But, you know, to try to explain to um, to somebody that maybe hasn't, you know, like I consider myself gender nonconforming to somebody who is gender conforming, like actually it's like a huge difference for me, whether I wear my hair up or down, like that's a big difference. Um, I think sometimes, you know, some I have had great experiences where people totally understand what I'm talking about. And I have had experiences where people are looking at me like I am out of my fucking mind. And, um, you know, it's it's like. It takes something out of me, you know, like to be that nervousness of like, oh, God, you know, how? Like, what is this person going to say when I like say that it that this tiny thing like matters so much? And they need to take the extra effort. They need to see how I do it. I show them pictures of how I do it, you know, like they need to use these specific products. And I think that, you know, I'm talking about this in the context context of my job, but I just know that, you know, I travel so much for, for work that. I hear from other queer people all the time around like, what are they going to wear to the office or like, what are they going to wear to their wedding when there's like a certain thing that we're trying to plug into that just doesn't work for all of us. So yeah, I just, I definitely know that I relate to what you're talking about. And for me, it's like, it can feel exhausting and I can feel really nervous before I'm about to speak up. Cause like, yeah, just don't want to be that person who slows everybody down. And, and it's, um, I have to remind myself that like I'm adding value to the thing that I'm at. If I actually look like myself, because otherwise they could just hire, they could just hire a straight cis woman with a bob and have her play this queer character. (laughs) But like, if you want to actually have me, then let me show you how to do my hair. You know, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. You feel like you don't want to be that one difficult person. And, and then, like you said, you have to just kind of remind yourself why you're, what your value is, why you're there and what you're bringing. And I mean, for me, that is, it's, it's definitely something that I have to continually remind myself and affirm myself. I want to also go back to what you were talking about, about dating for a second, Um, because I also know what you mean there. I mean, for me, I feel like 
I'm kind of a middle guy. I'm masculine of center, but like squishy soft guy in that area. <laughs> and so I have watched throughout my life that who I am dating matters drastically in how people receive me because I don't usually date um, just one. Like I'm not a like I am butch they are femme and we you know like walked on the street together and every and it's always like that you know with heels and boots it's <laughs> it's really changed at different times in my life and i and i have found that people really receive me differently based on who i'm with um so yeah as you're describing dating different types of people i'm wondering if if that has if that ever is an experience you've had too yeah i mean i i've definitely i've dated really different types and so I can I can see that how I like when you were saying that I literally just imagined myself I remember walking down the street with the like hand in hand with a really femme girl and then there's been other times I've been with really extremely masculine and then anywhere in between and I'm like thinking in the perspective of someone like looking at that and how they would probably immediately put put me in a certain box, just looking at the one person I'm dating at that time, put me in a box of who I like, who my preferences, who I date. And, and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. Um, because I know the spectrum <laughs> there. Totally. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. You got to stop yeah. and show everybody you pass a series of photos from various <laughs> times in your life. Excuse me. Don't, don't totally... <laughs> Based everything on this. Let me show you what my memories, what Apple yeah. suggests my memories are. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right, let me let me ask you this thing. Going on this show, do you I actually don't think we've ever I don't think I've had anybody on the show on Query who has been a contestant on a dating reality te- television show. Other types, but dating. So um I'm gonna ask you. Potentially an annoying question, which sure. is, <laughs> Go ahead. which is like going on to the show. Did you feel like it was something where you could actually find someone to date? Like, did you go in with that open mindedness or did you think like this won't actually lead to that? I was skeptical, but I was extremely open. And definitely in my past, I've been, not just in my past, I feel like I'm very picky. Like I'm very, yeah, I'm just, I'm very choosy. I'm picky. But like, I also have seen, like we talked about the spectrum of the different types of people I've dated. Um, So I knew that there is a chance like that I could find a a really good connection on the show. Um, So I was very open. And, um, going into it, I was truthfully excited. I'm like, I could actually meet someone and fall in love from this. Um, and I know I'm the kind of person that comes across, well, I don't know. I don't want to say I know. I think that people see me as someone that is not as open, maybe because I'm an Aquarius and maybe I don't show it in the way that people (laughs) think that I should. But like, I feel like I go into, um, when I'm dating, I really go in with my heart open 
But if it's not, if it's not there, it's not there. But if it is like, I'm definitely the type to like fall hard (laughs) and fast. Um, It's just, I just never know what that thing is. That's going to, that's going to make me attracted to someone and have that, that connection. That's like that thing, you know, I don't even know how to Mm -hmm. describe it. That thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just and then you're saying that, you know, this is like a larger trait for you, but I'll just say on the show itself, like you just kind of come off as a normal person because, you know, oh, I good. think like, <laughs> I just think like the, because that was a theme for, for the character that they created around you, you know, is like, she's a little reticent to jump into things. And it, you know, I just kept being like, yeah, yeah. It's cause it's like a, it's like a show. So it's like, you know, that just kind of seems, um, reasonable but hey you know i'm also a queer person so i say that and it's not always been my lived experience that i like (laughs) suss things out from the corner sometimes i'm uh, right there day one yeah Um, you know i've done that too yeah day one like yeah yeah yeah. this is it this is my person (laughs) absolutely um it happens yeah it's boy Boy does it. Boy has it happened to me. Um, yeah. But I don't know what the experience is of um, like my only understanding of reality dating shows. Oh, my God. What is this person's? What is the name of this show? As I know somebody who created, oh, the show that's called Unreal that ran for a while on whatever that was on. It's a great show. But it was like it was created by somebody who had previously worked on the bachelor and then they made like a scripted show about that experience. And it's like, awesome. It's from a bunch of years ago. Oh, someone um, was telling me about that. Yeah. It's, it's it like from the producer's good. perspective. Yes, exactly. Okay. Someone was telling me about that. I need to go watch it. It's like real good. Yeah. It's okay. real good. Um, but anyway, especially the first season. So that's like my whole understanding is that I watched this show. And so I'm like, Oh yeah, man. Like that's the vibe, but I, I don't know. So we talked about how you went in there, but I guess I'm just curious, like on set as you're actually living through this experience, like, I know you said that some friendships came from it, but like, did it feel like sexy, fun, flirty? Like, did it feel like there was an opportunity for something to be cute and real? Like, I don't, I don't know what that would be like. Um, with the cameras and producers and other like contestants around and all that. Like, I don't know what, if there really is space for that or not. That's a great question. Um, I feel like it was challenging. It was, it was definitely a challenge to be, uh, 100% focused on the connections and what was happening there and letting things naturally and organically develop when there's so much, so much structure going on around you on just on like a, just a production happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I feel like there were times where there were little moments where you were having those organic interactions. um, And it, wasn't necessarily happening on screen. It was like passing in the hallway. Um, we're like waiting to 
we're waiting next to the cameras and we're like, wait, they're setting up the scene and we're waiting to like go on and we just start talking and stuff. It was like in those little moments where you're, you're finding those organic um, connections, but it was, it wasn't often we were able to get to do that. So um, like for me, I, and I don't know about, I think, I think as well for the other leads as well, but I didn't get a lot of time to um, spend. I mean, some some of my dates, it was like maybe 10, 15 minutes on this date. And then before you know it, you're being whisked away to do an interview or you have another date coming through and interrupting that one. So um, time was very limited. Uh, so it was really hard to really make um, strong connections and really get anywhere when you're just like, and, and we have certain things that we're supposed to kind of stay on a certain subject of the things we're talking about. Everything's Christmas. So, um, <laughs> everything is Christmas. Everything's Christmas. So, so. Everything is Christmas. So it was always getting brought back to that. Um, which is why I feel like the genuine, um, moments of connecting with people were off camera in passing and places like that where it was just like what are we naturally talking about outside of the christmas conversation (laughs) oh my god i i feel like so silly i never thought of that like of course that's true of course it's true that like popping over to like get like tea or to like wait to get mic'd or whatever you're having normal human interaction i think i've just i've just like assumed in watching reality tv that the cameras are so omnipresent that i just forgot how television production actually works which is that there are like times you're in a makeup chair like times there are just other opportunities to run into people and that like those opportunities could just feel as organic as as um as that like sort of strange workplace can ever feel, which sometimes it can feel kind of normal because it is just humans. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> you decoded <laughs> all of reality television for me. Right. They talk between. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> there, were, there, it wasn't a lot of time we had in between, but it was like we were able to find some moments there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I guess the like last thing I want to ask you before wrapping this up is about how you've been received. So like the way that the show plays out, there's a a question at the end, I think, about your availability for dating. And then you're an actual person that people can like find on social media or you're an actual person with friends or people that you might know uh, reaching out. And I'm just curious, like if what that experience has been like. Like, have you gotten a ton of attention? Is it attention that has felt like interesting or fun or has it just been bizarre? I wouldn't say bizarre. I think I, I think I prepped myself. Right. Um, so much leading up to, cause it's like, I did the show earlier in the year and then we had almost an entire year before, um, before it aired. Um, um, excuse me. I, I believe it happened right before Christmas <laughs> of 2020. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, it was uh, Christmas. 
I understand what you're saying, but do you remember you were all trying to figure out who was going home for Christmas in 2021? Okay, sorry, but just wanted to sorry to catch uh, you up on the timeline. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I think I think I was like well prepped for um an additional amount of attention, but also um I'm just, I'm constantly checking in with myself too, because sometimes I feel like if you're on the internet, you're seeing comments and things and different opinions. Um, Like sometimes it can kind of like get to you and you just have to kind of like remind yourself, like um, everybody's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like (laughs) people are going to have, people are viewing one thing and they're going to have certain opinions and, um, and people are going to love you. People are, there's going to be people that don't love you. Uh, and I just feel like my focus has been mostly on just, um, staying grounded in in who I am, regardless of, um, good or bad attention and, um, and just any attention in general, just mostly staying grounded and just constantly just daily reminding myself, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I here? And, um, not to take on, um, the energy that is coming to me from outside sources. That makes any sense. <laughs> that sounds very healthy. Congratulations on your mental health. I mean, that sounds I mean, great. It's a, it's a daily practice. I'll say a practice the word for that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I know for me, it's it certainly is. I actually, I mean, I don't know what this experience is like right now because I've like really, well, I've never been in your position exactly. And then also right now I'm just like finding myself pretty not enamored with social media just for like the current moment in my life. I'm like pretty off stuff um, right now. It just has felt like the pandemic over time, it has just felt like less and less important for me to check in with people that way. it's just like the part of the wave that I'm currently on is like stuff's not really installed in my phone and like I install it if I like need to post something, but I'm like pretty off social media. And um, and I just noticed that like that's certainly one way of limiting the energy getting in. But, you know, what you're talking about, the active practice of like putting it down, I think I think I find that very challenging. So cheers to you if you're able to do that tell me all of your secrets (laughs) (laughs) it is challenging honestly like I go through phases and I really feel you about just the vibe right now with social media I don't know for some reason I'm just like like because I'm like for a little while I was really consistent on TikTok too and um I'm just like I don't have the energy right now and yeah that's how it feels and I I'm not feeling inspired um to really post a lot right now. And and it's like, but this is, this is something that happens to me often. And so when that happens, I just try to really like, listen to that. Like, I'm like, that feeling is there for a reason. You don't have to post, like you don't have to be present on there. If you need to, like, I like to call it a social media cleanse because I'm often doing like cleanses for my body and things like that to like, like if I feel like something is affecting me in a negative way, or, or if it's just, Maybe if it's not even necessarily negative, if it's not bringing me a lot right now, um, I'm just like, well, 
let's just cleanse it off a little bit. Let's just put it down. And, um, and I feel like when I really listen to that and I take action on it, I feel like I really get a lot from it. So I, I feel like I can even come back, um, stronger and more refreshed. And I'm like, okay, what do I need right now? Okay. Maybe I just need to like be a hermit and do some art. Like, um, <laughs> maybe I just need to go out in nature and maybe people don't need to be knowing what's happening right now. Like this is, and it's, it's, we are still in a very difficult time. And I know like the more I'm visually seen on what's happening out there, I really take that on. Like, even if it has nothing to do with me, I take it on when I see it. I'm like, oh my God, this is happening. It's so easy for me to be like, this is happening over here in the world. And that's happening over there. And I get stressed about it. I'm like, there's literally, this is outside of my control. Like I cannot, if this is affecting my mental health right now, what do I need to do right now to be in a better space? So it's, it is a daily practice. And especially right now for everyone still being in um, this time um, and just trying to, I mean, sometimes you're just figuring out how to cope and get through each day. And yeah, absolutely. So. Right. I mean, for me, for me, I'm all, I think I also, it's like, I just realized that I was like, just pissed all the time, mm. you know, just like, especially with something like consumption of, um, news when I was like over consuming, just made me so mm-hmm. angry. And it's like, I'm not sure who that's helping. I don't think the people in that story are like really keyed into how I feel in Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know that it's like, you know, I mean, active, being active, taking action, like cheers, you know, when I'm able to do that. But when it just leads to me, like ha- being in a bad mood, <laughs> yeah. alone in my house, I'm not, I'm not totally sure like what I can't, I can't remember the civil rights leader that said, um, stay pissed alone in your house doing nothing. But I think it was nobody. Um, so I'll just <laughs> go ahead and give yeah. that up. Um well, it is totally a real pleasure speaking to you. I thank you so much for your time and for for saying yes. Um, can't wait to see what else you get up to. Um, and I just love the show. I thought I thought it was so fun to watch. And so thanks for making my Christmas better. Um, <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. And um And thank you for inviting me on your show as well. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Before I send you back into your day, I just want to ask you one more thing, which is to shout out a queero, which is like a person or it could be a place like a restaurant or bar. It could be a a thing like a movie or book that made you feel that you could be who you are today. You want to shout out Mm. a queero? Okay. Well, I'm going to go back to... uh, earlier years um and i'm gonna shout out um one of my best friends Brittany will um and she uh she is someone that at that at that time when i met her i was so just closed and i wasn't out yet and she inspired me to um to just literally just be more open just to be a more open person, be more true to who I am. And I just remember when I met her, I just was so like, wow, like she's so free. And like, it almost made me feel like a little uncomfortable at first because like, like, like I, I adored it, but I was also just like, oh, like 
I I was so like closed in and so just like very square that I was like, I don't like I don't know if I could be like I don't know if I could be that open. Um, and sh- and just spending more time around her, um, I feel like that was so helpful for me. And just I needed to to learn how to be a more open person to be able to tap into who I truly was. And if I didn't open up more, I just never would have like accepted myself and let, let my true self, um, come out. So, uh, so that's the person I want to shout out. And so shout out to Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Brittany. (laughs) Thank you, Brittany, for for all of your service. (laughs) (laughs) She was, oh, you know what? She was actually on her and three of other of my friends were on the show and they didn't show that part at all. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was so much that wasn't shown. So when I went to the home visit, uh, mm-hmm. like, so for initially I was actually trying to have like, I mean, especially in like the, the queer community, a lot of times we have like our chosen family and, right. um, I mean, I, I love my immediate family as well. Um, but it was really, I really wanted to have, um, my friends on there who have been a part of my, my journey and really supported me. And they, there were a couple of my friends on there, but they, uh, were separate. They were on a separate day than with my family and they ended up not using that portion. Oh my so. God. That would have been so helpfully gay. <laughs> yeah. That would have been so <laughs> yes. clearly queer. So yeah. thank you for trying to do it. Yeah. And uh whoopsie daisy. Mm-hmm. Production they went the wrong they went the wrong way. That's not us. We love our families. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my chosen family on there too. So yeah. I hear you. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Amanda. You're you're awesome. It's great to talk to you. Yes, it was great to talk to you as well. 